0: So, on this episode of In the Paint, we have a very special guest all the way across the Atlantic Ocean (laughs) into high waters. I think I'm going to get your name right, man. Nick Yostin. Perfect. Perfect. Off rip, man.
1: You did it. Boom. First try.
0: First try, man.
1: Didn't even practice.
0: Didn't even practice, man. Nah, I mean, in all fairness, you, you said it one time, and I... Yeah yeah. Didn't practice yeah, though, that. Still. Still. Yeah. Um as always joined uh, by my great co-host Mario. What's up Mario? How are you?
2: John, glad to be here once again.
0: Mario's phone is uh current he's using his phone currently and um his speaker for everyone who knows Mario, who watches the show, and rank-
2: cheap to buy a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's all in it, man. The headphones weren't working too good, sound wise. So we'll see how this goes.
0: Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, man. We're just gonna go for it, man. Um, Mario's over there using subtitles, but it's all good. That's how. That's how the fuck we get it done. Yeah, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, follow <laughs> along, man.
0: Um. So, Nick, man, um, why don't you tell us uh, a little backstory? I mean, I know the way we got this whole podcast set up, which is which is super odd, is I don't know how you two had like gotten to talking and then, you know, referred, you know, me in into this, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But how did this all like come about, really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Weird enough, man. But that's like. Basically, the 2020 way to roll, I guess, because <laughs> it's like it's it was like literally like one of those uh pop punk promotion kind of groups. And I think Mary was suggesting your podcast, and like, uh, I, I, I'm not entirely sure you're looking for like uh subscribers or looking for uh guests or whatever music to put on. I'm I'm not entirely sure. And um, I'm a PR agent for uh bands and labels. That's basically what I do at the moment. I've been a booking agent as well, but that's kind of off the table for at least this year, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, so I've been browsing all these networks on like Facebook and all that shit to to just get like new cool things going besides like all the all the material I already got. So he said he had a podcast. And I was interested in it because at the time I uh, was working for a lot of pop punk and uh, like skate punk kind of bands. And uh, I was like, yeah, maybe like guests are interesting and uh, I'm doing like promotion stuff in Europe. Maybe that's interesting even for an American audience to hear. And uh, it was like literally like two messages or so when he was like yeah man let's just do it let's just not like fuck around let's just do it
0: yeah that's usually the best way to uh go about it
2: Where you? <laughs> the world right now 2020 you gotta you gotta connect yeah man exactly because connections online mm-hmm.
0: yeah man um yeah it, it's it's pretty crazy um you know how you know all this can come together um you Know over you know Skype and 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 what have you. I know I know we were kind of running a, a little bit late, but um, you know, like I said, I am glad to have you on the show. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, you kind of just you know touched on it briefly right in the beginning. I mean, you're you're in a band, the Bloodstrings. Do I have yeah, that correct? Yeah. yeah, I was checking you guys out. I tried checking out those links that you sent me, but man, I my German, you know, it's I'm really not caught up on uh, German language.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I know, I know, I know. That's like uh, that's the thing. Like the um, the companies I'm working in, like it's on international level, but the homepages right. are all in German. Uh, yeah, it's awful. I'm pretty much too lazy to change it, to have it like in English, so for years we're just having like German websites all over, it's awful, but like at least most channels for my band are internationally, I guess, I think they're all in English, I'm not entirely sure, Yeah, or songs yeah. are, so.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, for sure, so so you're in a band and you're and you're a PR agent and you're a booking agent all at the same time, man. That's that's crazy. That's a lot to juggle at once. Um, Fuck it
1: is, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean that that's insane. I'm in a band and I do this and like by this I mean I go into my basement and you know hit record you know and have people over and just bullshit. And that's like you know tough, but you know doing what you're doing, man. That's you know three big fucking things, man. And um You know it's pretty wild, um, you know where I guess I guess where would you prioritize before COVID and the whole lockdown situation? Like, how would you prioritize and balance uh, the band? You know, um, you know your booking agency, you know the PR stuff. Like, where would you you know find time to balance that and juggle that around? Or was it all just go?
1: Yeah, that's 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 tough, man. I mean, like I think as as much as you would like wish to uh, be like most passionate about your work and about like uh, paying bills and all that shit, I think like the main priority before COVID was like, what's the band, man? I mean, like I, I I would I would use contacts in the booking agency. I would use the stuff I have learned uh, becoming a PR agent for like other agencies and that sort of stuff. I I would just use that for. The band as well so every time there was like a work decision and a band decision the band always won you know like i i I turned down jobs i turned down like appointments and all that to like tour or whatever so i think i think that's like still the main priority which is which is kind of cool because i like the music we play but it's also kind of dumb because it's like the least bill paying thing
0: you can do. You know. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Like being being in a DIY band and like doing the daily struggle.
0: Yeah, man. Um it it is out out of probably those three, it is probably the least amount uh I wouldn't say rewarding, but like you said, you know, it's the least financial gain that you'll get.
1: It's another kind of rewarding, you know? I mean, like I mean, I could like if if I could, I could be like poor as fuck, and I have been for uh, quite a while. Like, not two cents in my pockets, but like when you're when you're on tour and you meet amazing new people, and you have like people coming to your show, and you chat and you laugh, and they dance and they sing along to your songs and all that stuff. I mean, that's like the most rewarding thing. And as long as you fall fall into sleep like with a smile in your face, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, like, most rewarding. Um, still, it's kind of cool to make some cash eventually. Man. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. But, no, it's it's almost like, you know, obviously you would like to get rewarded after every show, but, I mean, if you're on tour, like you said, you're meeting, you know, cool new people, you know, playing your songs that, you know, you guys work so hard on for countless amounts of months, you know, blood, sweat, and tears go into that, that's, you know, if you didn't get paid a dime, you know, and that's kind of like something that, like, we're experiencing now, which is totally fine, I totally get, but, like, some of the shows that, like, we're doing right now, you know, they're literally just because we enjoy playing music and, you know, due to unfortunate circumstances, you know what I mean? It's like we, you know, there's, it's few and far between, you know, the shows, so...
1: Obviously, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, money-wise, I think I'm uh, like as a European, I'm still in kind of a cool position because uh, I figured that like Germany is like a very rewarding country to be a touring musician as well. Not that we like pay like a fortune for every show, but like comparing it to other markets, I think. Um, I think we're still in a very good place where even smaller bands get paid, you know, at least like enough to like pay gas and pay a hotel or they get paid a hotel, you know what I mean? I think right. I think we're still like in a very good place here if covid wouldn't be there. Yeah. But still like I mean still like this year uh, there was so many interesting things going on like in those uh in those um, movie theaters and those like, like car cinemas, so dri- you know,
0: the drive-in, the drive-in theaters. Yeah. Drive- so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't know the English term, but those, yeah. And like, you know, that sort of stuff or like uh fucking, you know, like acoustic open air things with like a hundred people just sitting down in like different directions and all that shit. It's crazy how many ideas, you know, came up during these days to just, keep having bands playing something, right. you know. Right. I'm never entirely sure if it's super cool. Like my band played a COVID safe show for fifty people outside. Everyone was sitting, it's cool because you've played after like seven months or so. Right. You've played for an actual audience. It's still weird as fuck though. And I mean I think if you if you play anything other than punk rock, it's probably fine
3: yeah well, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah, man it's the 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 things we are having to do um to stay you know creative you know throughout this process is um you know it it, it has to you have to up your game you know it, during these covet times you know you really yeah, have to, you have to step up your you know whatever you're doing you have to go you know 10 times 50 times harder to Harder to, you know, stay relevant and, and, you know, stay heard, you know, at the end of the day
1: Yeah, it's and it's fucking difficult, man. I don't I'm not sure how it is uh, How it is in the States right now here. It's kind of It's kind of cool because we're like I, I feel like the German market is like discovering quite a few new things things that are probably just like very very known to you guys already because like Europe is always like a tiny bit behind you yeah. know
3: yeah.
1: and uh well like like for instance right now we're feeling like okay uh you got to up your game on like Instagram you got to have your people on Instagram because Facebook's fucking dying. I mean, like, I I th- I think it's like like in America, it's probably uh, for quite a while that it's like more like an o- older people's, like not senior people, but like you know a thirties yeah. plus yeah. kind of platform. And we are just discovering that you know we are just discovering Instagram. Uh, it feels like at least we're just discovering TikTok. We're just discovering wow. that you can actually make a lot of uh a lot of things happening if you use streaming devices right if you're yep. if you're pitching to uh, spotify playlists if you're just happening online because we were like as european europeans you're so used to touring all the time because it's kind of easy because you're quickly connected because countries are really close to each other
3: right
1: you know um it it kind of feels like there's don't get me wrong, like a lot of a lot of bands are doing it super super right, but like they just started within the last say five years. You know what I mean? Yeah. To to really like go and happen online.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing. Um Mario, were you, you were gonna say something? No, I was just
2: saying like um you know, you gotta you gotta just they've gotta come up with new ways to stay creative and like it, we, know, like, you know, John, we've talked about this on our show, you know, a bunch where like just constantly, like you mentioned, you got to stay on top of your game and, you know, just keep, you know, coming up with, you know, you know, first it's a live stream show. Then, okay, you know, that worked and got a certain amount of clicks. Now, what can we do to supplement that content wise, build up, say, you know, social media with Instagram and Facebook, YouTube, and then go from there. I mean, you know, it's tough cuz like even here in the states like we're very very limited to what we can do. I mean, we played a couple of small like small venue type shows that were, you know, limited people and yeah, it's been tough.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it it it's pretty bizarre. Um uh is there a lot of live streaming um over there, you know?
1: Yeah, it feels uh, it feels less right now, which I appreciate a lot. Actually, like I'm not a big like live streaming guy. Like I get it, and it's uh, it's cool that it's happening. I've been doing a uh, like like streaming festival myself on YouTube. Nice. Um, it had it had like it had like a little twist. I I started it like like literally one day after the lockdown in march when it happened in germany um i just gathered like a bunch of people in my hometown together in a facebook group like fuck what we gonna do like shall we do a festival like would you be up for it do we have the technique like how does this work you know just like just fucking rookie stuff but uh yeah i i figured it out and i uh And i did like three editions of a youtube festival which was great and it was only local bands it was only bands from my town um because uh because i think like like many people at the time did it and it was like the internet was loaded um so i was like just i I was just focusing like on our Group of friends that are in bands on our like environment within the area because everything was closed down and especially my hometown. Uh, there's not a lot of bands like being out there on tour, so they ne- really need like their local clubs right. to like gather audience, gather experiences, and gather like you know like start start off a career basically. Um, so yeah, that was that was cool. And af- but after a while, man, I felt like until summer, I felt like the internet was just too packed with live streams. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, no offense to anyone because uh, because most of them were my friends. But <laughs> my my Facebook feed was fucking full of people playing their songs on acoustic guitar on their sofas, man.
3: Yeah. And
1: uh, like like sometimes on a Saturday night when everything was closed and you can't go out, man. I would sit, I would sit there with my wife, like having a beer or two and uh, just watching a show. That was that's fun, probably, but it's it's like to me, it's not 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 a substitute at it's all, not,
2: man. Yeah, it's just not the same. We 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 talked about that too. Like we do them just because it's really kind of all we got right now. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it does nothing compares to playing the live show.
0: It's crazy. Exactly. It's crazy. You were mentioning like you know, back in March where, you know, you were kind of, you know, get everyone together for the festival and, and how you were going to be able to do it. And man, it, it, it's such a different thing because it's like, you know, us as, you know, live performing, you know, bands that we go out and, you know, we're playing weekenders every weekend to the point where it's like, all right, now we have to learn how to like live stream and like, yeah, it's cool if you like I'm not knocking anybody if you, you know, you get up there with an acoustic guitar, you want to sing in front of your phone. That's cool. Don't get me wrong. But like for me, I'm the type of person that when I do something like I want to make sure it's like as close to professional as I, I can get it. You know what I mean? I'm not a pro. Yeah. Orient, you know what I mean? So it's like I don't want to because we had our we had we had did a live stream and we just like plugged up to like you know a laptop and just had like all the audio like no no interface nothing just the first one right yeah yeah the first one that was super diy that one yeah exactly (laughs) yeah but you but you're improving your uh your
1: technical skills aren't you i mean at at least at least i did man i was like before covid i had no idea how like streaming works like like like, eventually, I figured, like, I basically didn't know how the internet worked, probably, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. And, <Well> like, that. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, just, uh, and just like, um, I've, I've never had like a slight idea of like audio engineering and shit. Like, uh, right after COVID was like the first time I, uh, I bought an interface, you know, just for like songwriting and shit. And, like, yeah. you improve so much in what you can actually do do with like little money and a little of technical equipment it's amazing and i mean um i mean my my band personally we never we we didn't do uh like big live streaming stuff like we participated in the festival and we did like a studio session which was recorded but like at an actual recording studio right um where we did like a live rehearsal and we just like pushed out like some singles uh and that sort of stuff um but that was it But um, I have so many friends that really figured out to do, like, a really, really professional show just by themselves. Just having, like, a cool interface, a good mixer, a laptop, maybe, like, a guy behind it that has, like, cool ideas for, like, lightning, that sort of stuff. Right. And, I mean, most venues are empty. I mean, like, you probably cannot do it in, like, every dive bar or whatever because they keep having people there right now i guess but like the music clubs that are strict like just venues you know they're i think they're happy to have a reason to
3: do something you know
2: a lot of them especially here in the states they need that i mean they're you know some of these venues are on the verge of closing for good and it's you know who knows when we're going to be back to having like full capacity shows so i mean like that would be like an alternative to at least keep the lights on you know what i mean like
0: yeah just
3: that.
0: yeah i mean i, I just to mean use the <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i mean just to use it you know um you know th- there's there's a couple places like around here where it's like you know <clears throat> we could we could essentially like throw a sh- like a real show um but yeah man dude like mario like you were saying man like it's a lot of these places are are on the verge of closing, and I think without like cover bands being what they are, you know what I mean. I think a lot of these places, I mean, the music would just not would be non-existent. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, it it's pretty scary, man. You know, it, it's pretty scary for any you know I, I said this for you know new artists, up and coming artists. Um, you know, to to start a band in 2020, like, fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? ballsy yeah to say the (laughs) least man i mean it's 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 crazy um you know there's there's a lot that goes into it you know starting a band and and you guys uh correct me if i'm wrong but you guys been a band since 2009 yeah that's crazy man yeah see
2: yeah good to see some longevity in the scene
0: yeah
1: yeah i mean i I mean like i i think I think what what got me like 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 over the years like we never like like so far we never got like huge or whatever but i think um like if you if you like what you do it just keeps you going automatically yeah. even if even in like a situation that we are in right now because like i have a friend from uh, from england and a couple of years ago uh he told me like uh the trick is just never quit that's yeah. that's the whole magic trick to to be uh, to be vague at least vaguely su- successful eventually. It's just never quit. Yeah. Just just don't split up. Don't break up. Don't stop. Don't be yeah. like that person that goes into like uh, like a year off from bands or whatever. Just yeah. keep going and
2: yeah. I mean, you're only guaranteed to not be successful if you just don't do it at all.
0: Yeah.
1: You
2: exactly. Know?
3: Exactly,
0: that's the only... Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, sorry, there, there's, like, uh, I think maybe, like, a little connection um, overlay, but it's all good. Um, so, so speaking on that, since 2009, have you guys been straight plunging through, like, you know, the last 11 years, or has there been any, you know, quote-unquote hiatuses or, or anything like that?
1: Not really. The only thing I gotta say is like uh like the first two or three years uh weren't that much of like pushing forward or whatever that's like the only thing like it sounds a lot 11 years right now but like 2009 was like the founding year which means like we got together to be like let hey guys let's do this let's do like something. be a band you know yeah. whatever eh. hey. and you know I think I think that's um I, I think we 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 needed some time to like get get straight with like what we wanted to sound like, you know I think like like sound finding was like a a process because um it was basically uh our first band, like all four of us like we had bands before, but it was like the first band where you would actually you know like record shit, um, ask people if you could play at their venues or whatever. Right. Um, so a lot of things uh, was a first. Um, so I think we just needed like the, those first two or three years to like, really like, like just fuck around a bit, just like re- uh, rehearse casually or whatever. And eventually just figuring out, I think it was in the year like 2012, I think uh, where we played like a, like a weekender or so, mm-hmm. and then someone told us like, man, that's 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 cool stuff that really kicks ass. Like, why don't you do something more about it than just waiting for people to show up? You know, mm-hmm. like like why wouldn't you like target people? Right. And I think that's where like uh, everything just. Made sense, and I think like I like to say that since two thousand and twelve we actually go for it, not for since two thousand and nine, but that it's up for discussion, probably even with my bandmates though, <laughs> yeah.
0: so yeah, so essentially, yeah you you were you know you were stewing on the idea in two thousand and nine and then two thousand and twelve it was really like all right let let's do something with this
1: exactly i um I mean, I think like like we started off like our band started off with like a very very different sound than we do today I think because uh, we were we' were all like punk rock and hardcore kids but um, so were we at yeah <laughs> I mean I, I mean I, I mean we we, we gonna die as that probably as well <laughs> but, uh, but when um it was like uh, it was like this year when uh, when uh, me and the singer who's my uh, wife by now um, when we got like hugely into like psychobilly music yeah. you know with a double bass and like the horror-ish kind of topics it just like I, I I'm not entirely sure why but it, it just gave something to us you know like yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell what but it was like it was sketchy comic-y, And uh, I think you get it probably, you know, like, uh, and I was a huge uh, horror punk fan uh, before that. And uh, we started that band and um, I played, I played in several punk rock bands, played bass. uh, So I just, bought an upright bass to just fucking try all that rockabilly psychabilly kind of shit and uh, that's how we started off the band man and right now we're doing completely different stuff we still like use the upright bass because it it's it's a nice touch but we're basically just a punk rock band actually because after a while we're like just like just let's not try to do a single thing let's just do what we can and as we're punk rock kids we figured out we don't know shit like we don't know how to play fucking rockabilly we only know how to play punk rock man so let's just do that
0: (laughs) mario what were you gonna say
2: i'm just but i feel like it's like the most punk thing ever they're like just fuck it we're still gonna have the
1: upright bass out there yeah Yeah, man it's
2: it's what we want that's cool man like
1: yeah i i think so I think so too. I mean, uh, sometimes people give me shit about that instrument because it's like one thing you've got to know about upright bass. It's always broken, man. <laughs> Something's always <laughs> not fitting.
3: How
0: fucking. so? How so? Like, what do you mean by it's always broken?
1: I I don't I don't know, man. I mean, uh, you you get it is it's an acoustic instrument and you amplify it with like and uh, you have like an electric guitar. You have heavy drums. You play uh, big stages, so you have to amplify an acoustic instrument, and it's difficult. It gives feedback. You uh, you take ages to find like the right pickups. You t- it takes ages to find like the right amplifiers, the right strings, so it actually sounds like an instrument and not just like you knocking on a piece of wood and putting a microphone before uh, in front of it, you know. And uh, I don't know, man. Some things always. Happening, you know, even it, it's it's the electrics or it's something like on the bass on the woods because it's uh it's a rather fragile instrument even though it's so big.
0: Yeah, I I always wondered that man, like how how people got like uh you know like Blink One Eighty Two like back in the day when Mark Hoppus was playing the upright bass. You know what I mean? I I don't know mm-hmm. if he recorded you know any songs with that bass, but. I always wondered how people got that bass because I, you know, I used to go into music stores and used to fuck around myself and try to play. And I'm like, how do people make that sound like, you know, professional and and really crisp and solid and everything like that? And, you know, I guess that's how you do it right there. It's just, you know, hours of work and, and, you know, just trying to figure out what the fuck sounds good, you know?
1: Yeah, man, and it's I I think like especially on those kind of instruments, it's always like a kind of like imp- evolving kind of process. Like like ev- every few years, there's new products on the market to like cut more feedback, to get more out of the tone. People uh, experiment with effects. You know, it's it's yeah. it's basically like with with every other instrument to like imp- like just improve the fucking sound and with bass it's it's kind of awful because i think like uh like like rockabilly bass i'm not talking like classical like bass like like string orchestras and shit but like um upright bass which was designed for like country music right let's say or like like uh, rock and roll related sort of stuff i think it was designed not to be as loud but like after bands like there's there's also a couple of u s bands right uh uh that played like like Chakabilly kind of stuff like stray cats or whatever who like started off like whole like rockabilly thing and made made yeah. it like super popular um and uh i I think they started to play it like really really loud and you had like big amplifiers and like like big fucking bass stacks yeah. coming with it so It's it's fun to see actually it's super super fun and there are so many freaks out there who are like super super good and like all that stuff. I'm basically not never sure what I'm doing exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. I think uh, Mario. I I feel that
2: man. (laughs) I feel that dude. I'm just I'm just out here to happy to be here. Sometimes
1: (laughs) Uh, you're a bass player yourself, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I tell them all the time. I'm like, dude, I'm just a bass player. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy to be here.
1: Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough, man. I mean, like, uh, you're you're both like John. You're a drummer, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been checking out, I've been checking out uh, Win Win by Two as well. And I was just, uh, I was kind of, uh, kind of surprised, like, uh, like in a in a positive way though that um, that that of of all the musicians in the band it's like the bass player and the drummer <laughs> doing like the podcast and like being out <laughs> there and all that stuff because like you know like in every other band you would like isn't that so like like you it's would, assume, would. <laughs> automatically assume that like the lead singer and the lead guitarist are the ones that are doing like uh, a podcast of being out there it's right. never the rhythm section you know
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you
2: Got to stick together, dude. The rhythm section.
0: Yeah, totally. you you live with the rhythm, you die with the rhythm, man. That's my saying, you know.
2: Oh. So hold nice. it down on the low end. So,
0: <laughs> t- all right. So back in back in 2012, we're just back up a little bit. Um, Very cool. T- 2009, 2012. In, in that range, what were some of your guys' is uh, I guess influences that you know kind of pushed you into that sound that you were describing? You know, after you know, 2012, 2013, and what have you. What, what were some of those bands, you know, over there, or? Oh man,
1: here? I, I fucking loved Necromantics. Do you know them? Necromantics are like originally yeah. a Danish band. Like Kim Necromant is from uh, Denmark, but I think, yeah. uh, but I think he moved to LA like decades ago and uh, formed the band there. I'm not entirely sure if he ever sees that podcast. He might like me in the face for <laughs> saying anything wrong i just don't know i didn't do my own work man but i think that's like uh, what i'm saying is i fucking love that band because like uh if if you if you don't know them check out necromantics that guy uh he sings and plays the upright bass he plays uh like like a, uh like a coffin bass and it's insane it's just fucking insane
0: he plays a it's... coffin bass yeah man the fuck is that i'm I'm never i'm never
1: sure like uh like like back then rumor had it like oh man it's it's an actual children's coffin i don't believe that i i think it's it's just like to to make it look cool you know it looks like super dark and super like horror ish you know because it's because it's a base shaped like a coffin you know
0: wow that's intense man holy shit
1: fucking is but it looks <laughs> pretty it, it looks pretty hard. cool i'm
0: gonna write i'm gonna write that down uh because because i need new music in my life man so fuck um so yeah i mean yeah those guys were were you know uh one of your guys's main influences
1: exactly and a yeah. com- couple a couple of those right uh like um let me see uh what have you um we have a pretty big German band in psychobilly called Mad Sin. Um, they're uh, they're actually in the uh, in the German uh, album charts right now, which is insane oh, nice because yeah. it's because it's such a small fucking like it's 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 a niche of a niche. Like right. there's like like it feels like in Germany there's like 50 people listening to that music. But, but uh apparently not but uh, it's it's you know like right now it's like to me because maybe but also because I'm not like that familiar with that style of music before it right. had a huge impact 10 years ago on me but right now I don't really follow it up it it it, it really smalls down you know it really shrinks uh but back then it, I just fucking loved it and there were Pretty, uh, pretty cool, amazing bands. I mean, uh, you had Demented Argo from England. They were pretty red with, like, I don't know, like, gory blood on their faces. You know, that yeah. shit, like like zombie makeup, whatever. Um, and there was a band uh, which was actually kind of cool that influenced the last was uh, The Creep Show from Canada. And um, they were, like, a huge influence on us because they had a female singer just like us. And we actually, like in our very, very first rehearsals, we covered like one of their songs. And like a few years later, I think starting from 2013, uh, we started uh, playing shows with them in Europe and becoming like really close friends. Oh, that wow. was like a really, really cool situation.
0: That's awesome, man. Holy shit. Yeah,
1: that was that. That feels pretty cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah. That's definitely a pat on the back for sure. Um,. You guys, uh, you familiar with the band? They're from France. Uh, Chunk No Captain Chunk?
1: No, I don't even know how to pronounce that.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Go, they're like a, uh, you know, you, you're you familiar with them, Mario, right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: What, what would you describe them as? Like pop punk and like easy core kind like of? Pop punk, like easy core, maybe some
2: like borderline metal core yeah, kind of a sound.
0: They're pretty sick. Um, they're pretty sick. I I I don't know like, why. Like no I,
2: pun intended. They get a little. They, some of those riffs are kind of chunky. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are, man. They do, <laughs> dude. They, it's crazy, man. That's like uh, you know, that's that's kind of hard. Like it's on the harder side for me. But you know, they. I think they what they do is they compensate well with with their vocalist and what he's able to do. Although they haven't been playing in I don't know like three years, they haven't put out a song. So I really don't know what the fuck's going on with them. But who knows? Um, yeah, man. So that's crazy. So your whole sound from from where you started to where you are now. I mean, like all of ours really has kind of you what we could say changed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean who doesn't, man? I mean it's it's like. I I always find it ridiculous to say, like, uh, if if you're not a huge band and, like, you have, like, thousands of millions of fans just, like, waiting for that one song to drop, uh, which is basically the other song you drop a few years back, but different, you know what I mean? If you don't have, like, that responsibility towards an audience, I think it's totally uh, justified to, like... Change your sound, and we like we did. We didn't change it. We didn't become like uh, like we we didn't start off as a psychobilly band and became like a I don't know a pop folk band or whatever. Like right. it's it's right. not like a total fucking um, hundred eighty degrees kind of turn. Um, I think what we figured out like it was fun in the beginning because we were like super dark and like. Uh, like horror-y kind of um, topics uh, and uh, and the psychobilly elements. But after a while we're like, we just wanna do fun punk songs as well, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. and I think it just developed naturally that we that we didn't try to do a genre. You know, because yeah. I think we started off being like, OK, we want to do that genre. Let's do that genre, even though we don't know much about it. Right. Um, and after a while, you just being like, I don't know, man, you just write something, you know, that situation where you just like some song pops up in your head and you just write it down. And that's the song then. And it doesn't matter that much what kind of niche that is. uh that is in, you know. It yeah. it just it's 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 the song, and you make the best out of it with like your type of band, and that's your sound. Then, and I think that makes us very different because that, because almost everyone in the band writes songs, and everyone has like their impact and their ideas of how a song should sound like. And right. um, yeah, that's how we develop now, man. I mean, like the our last album was pretty. Like, like, pretty much in like one piece, because uh like like everything is pretty uh you, you, you just get the idea of what the album has to say. I think what we're doing now is like, uh it would be an album of like 12, 13 songs, which are all like completely, completely different, and I love that.
0: So that kind of goes into my next question. Um, you guys had just dropped a song, "Heavy Cross?"
1: Right. Yeah, yeah 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 that was like one of those like live session kind of things. We actually never like we didn't record it yet for like album version kind of stuff, but we just found it important to uh to release it anyways because we like the message so much
0: right yeah uh yeah that's important as well it, you know if the song carries carries that much weight where it's like you know what it, it this is good. You know, we why why are we gonna go? You know, to a studio when what you guys did, like I seen, was that live performance type deal. Now that's all when you guys recorded that. Um, it's all recorded, mixed, mastered, but you guys are playing it live, right? And then, just all right? Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it, you don't need to go and you know to a studio. And you know, have the song sonically come out on Spotify or whatever. If you feel that way, like wow, my you know this, you know this is hitting right now, and you know we feel really good, and and we want to put this out as is. And yeah, man, I was checking that shit out earlier, and you know that that shit was knocking. I was seeing you, you know, uh, what do they call it? Because it says on your profile, it's clapper bass. Is that a proper term for?
1: No, no, no. That's just like like a made up word. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like uh you would you'd call you'd call it like uh like slap bass.
0: Slap bass, right? You know.
1: Right,
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I I read clapper bass. <laughs> I was telling Mario. Yeah, before.
1: like it, Yeah, that's that that kind of that would kind of like uh that's just like like a, like a I don't know, like fucking informal German term uh, for like I I might as well just said clickily clack bass you know <laughs> that that kind of what it means that's kind of <laughs> what it means.
0: <laughs> oh man, um, so I mean, you know, you guys, I mean, it, it damn near fucking October, um, you know, we got a couple months left until the new year. Uh, wh- where do you guys see yourselves? I mean, I guess riding out the new year, you know, the next couple months. What do you guys got in store? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we
1: got, like, uh, we want to uh, we wanna put out a uh, EP, like, uh, maybe just, like, a uh, digital and vinyl version, like, just skip the CD version of it. Um, that would be cool. And uh, we're talking uh, to a label I work for, and they're up for it, we just need to figure out a way to like market it properly, but that would be cool to have like, because we released uh, like a couple of singles uh, throughout the year, Uh, some are like whole studio recordings with like proper cool video, some are just some are like the live recordings and we just want to make like a cool EP of like four or five songs and put it out there because we're writing songs right now, um, because we want to have another album and maybe a split record with someone or whatever. Um,
0: Dude, those are but, making a, yeah, those are making a comeback. The splits,
1: totally, man, yeah. totally, yeah. Like I've been working for uh, quite some splits recently, and I uh, I love that they have a comeback because I yep. because I remember I fucking loved when like uh, two of my favorite brands just like. Teamed up and created a new thing, man. That was always the fucking best. So, uh, yeah, man. uh, That's that's what I dig. And uh, we're writing like a lot of fucking songs. I mean, that's what COVID is for, right? Just fucking, just fucking lock yourself up and write as many songs as you can possibly can. You know?
0: Yeah, that's that's. I mean, Mario, you can attest to this. I mean, that's been really our whole thing. It's like, you know, there really should be no excuse. I mean, unless somebody. I was just going
3: to say that, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, good. There's no reason to not
2: stay creative.
0: Stay creative. And then if you come out of, you know, COVID, unless, like, you know, you're dealing with somebody who's, you know, been forced to quarantine all, however many months this is going to go along. But, like, if you come out of quarantine and COVID and you're still the same or you're worse, then it's like, well, what the hell were you doing the whole time, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 man. I mean,. I mean like I'm 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 honest, like the first first couple of weeks, make it like the first two or three weeks, I fucking let myself go as well, man. I mean yeah. basically i I'm pretty sure half of the world did man just yeah. like yeah it, like we are we're probably just all gonna die within the year now fuck you know <laughs> that's so that's, it that sounds super awesome it's just, but it's just something that we've all never experienced in our lifetime and now all of
2: a sudden it's just like this new way of living and it's and like you said i mean every i'm pretty sure everybody kind of collectively just what the fuck do we do now i guess
1: yeah. exactly Ex- exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It, it it was crazy dude like we were me me and mario were driving like back from the studio one day man and it was like it had like covid had just struck and i remember i had my windows open and i remember just like bugging out out of nowhere and i'm like yo we got to wind the windows up like we're all going to die like what the fuck you know what i mean but yeah
1: man i mean i mean which is just- which is which is obviously super ridiculous. Uh, like if you look look back at it now, yeah. probably because with yeah. uh, with wind, wind, windows down is a good thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. fresh air, fucking. But like you, but like you never do. I mean, like fucking, and fucking, I avoided people so so much. <laughs> <laughs> like to, like I mean I mean honestly and I think a lot of people can relate to I hope it doesn't sound too offensive towards people that actually experience like horrible things and have like relatives or whatever uh, being sick or uh, having died eventually or whatever but like for uh, for a lot of people I know it was a like the lockdown itself was a relieving process because it slowed down life, By force, you know, because we were like, like, as like collectively as a society, we were running towards like, we were running races, you know, we nobody could win because nobody could up could like keep up the pace we were doing. And I think it's kind of cool that, like, as as beings as a society, we were still able to like. Like, like calm down a bit to just fucking like focus and uh you know just 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 kind of not give a shit about that fucking fear of missing out or whatever right. and uh you know uh, and work wise as well just like 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 take a deep breath and all that thing so probably not all bad it's it's horrible that it takes a global pandemic with uh, thousands of people dead to learn important lessons
0: yeah yeah i mean it, it, it's unfortunate that it it has to get to that point man um and i i do agree with you in the sense of like where you know it, it gives time people for people to you know take a step back you know reevaluate evaluate what they're doing and you know, like for for instance, like you know uh, what I was doing, um, you know, it was just strictly the music thing. And l- like we were talking about earlier, it, it was nothing to do with content or you know anything like that. I didn't I didn't really give a shit about that. I, all I cared about was just like studio and when when are we, when is our next show? You know what I mean? And um, you know through this whole time, man, and I've been on here a bunch of times saying this. It's like Without COVID, none like us three wouldn't be talking right now on Skype. You know what I mean. So, everything does happen for a reason, and people, yeah, there is people you know who obviously have suffered from this thing, and and, you know I don't take that lightly at all. But um, you know, at at the end of the day, man, yeah, like you know, like we were saying, it it gives you a chance to just sit back, reevaluate, and you know maybe it, it gave somebody like myself. Um, you know, you know, a chance to do something that they always wanted to do. You know what I mean? That's the outlook. Yeah. that That's the positive spin that I constantly try to put on this thing, you know?
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm try at least trying, but it, it works pretty well right now, trying to do with like uh, the customers I have. I work for I work for bands and labels, but I obviously I work for uh, for like companies and all that stuff as well. right And um, I keep telling people, man, this is like your chance to like uh, to, to to like restart things, to rethink things, to uh, to go digital. And all that stuff because I think I, th- I think it's a false assumption to be like a, 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 in in every kind of way if you're a band or if you're like working at an office or whatever I think um, it's it's a false false assumption to say going digital means uh, leaving like the real life or like the analog life behind um, seriously I think. As DIY musicians uh, booking tours, you basically know that you can start pretty physical things uh, from digital platforms. You know, like right. you can you can like like grow a career on fucking Spotify or on Instagram or what have you. You can network through. Facebook, you can uh, you can do so much to like connect with people that you will eventually meet, and um, that's what we did. that's what we did with the band. That's what I did with journalists for my job. That's what I did with. Uh, other bookers and promoters to get the bands I work with out there and myself as well mm. um, it's 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 always like fucking you fucking email each other so what difference does it make to like go like take the next step to go like fucking digitally and up your game as you said on there uh, it, it would it will just make your analog life your real life a lot easier if you took that opportunity, you know?
0: Right. Right, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Um, just, I mean, just the only thing that concerns me with with going, putting two feet into the digital world, the only thing that does concern me is we get away from, you know, being able to go to a live show. And, you know, th- there's, I don't know if you've seen this meme, Mario, I know you have, but where it's like, you yeah. know... What were you saying?
2: I said, yeah, we've talked about this before.
0: Yeah, where it's like, you know, people, you know, in like two years are going to be like, what's a show? You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. So that, that, I mean, that's the only thing where I'm like, you know, I can get behind digital like 100%. Don't get me wrong. Like I am behind it right now, but. If this if this is how it it's gonna be, then I'm like you know I might have to rethink that, and that's the only thing that kind of you know worries me. You know,
1: yeah, I, I think that's that's a, that's that's justified. Obviously, I mean, um, it worries me too. I just think um, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm I'm just properly optimistic. In that sense, but um, me too. Like, like when I did when I did the uh, when I did the the online festival, for example, um, what I clearly saw was like uh, on the first edition, uh, I had like a lot of views and a lot of viewers and like a lot of traffic, and the content creation was pretty well. Um, the second one slightly less, but still okay. The third one, pretty horrible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So uh um and at which was at that was like and I uh right now here uh here in Europe I uh I, I see several live shows going on, you know, like most of them pretty COVID safe. Um some you probably you, you might probably be able to argue if it's safe or not. But um like there, there's there's stuff going on, there's things you can go to and they're always sold out to the max that is possibly happening right now
3: really? and
1: like these these are just two these are just two things I I experienced that give me a lot of hope that even though you can go full fully digital and you can stream everything online and you can watch everything online and you don't need to leave your house I think there's like something like strongly connected in our I don't know, DNA, or in our minds, or whatever, in our socially collective minds, whatever that uh, that that just drive us to be out there and to go places and to 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 be somewhere around other people. You know, I mean, it's 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 kind of it's maybe maybe it's a way to like um, to like appreciate things more. I uh, when I walk through town and restaurants are still open. Restaurants are more packed than ever, at least to my feeling, because yeah. I'm I'm. Uh, maybe people just now realized how much they appreciated to like eat out. You know, fucking like those those like little things. What
0: you saying? I
2: was saying it's like stuff we took for granted that you know it's like now that you're able to do it in some capacity it's like, you know it's it's a totally different thing like now it's like something that you know it's like cherished rather than something that's like you normally wouldn't think of you know day to day. Right. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, if you're a live musician, I mean, like uh, the 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 live music mar- music market, it's probably. A bit of a different kind of kind of thing because I think uh, we already had troubles with live shows not being well visited before I think that was I think that was a big big problem before and COVID just fucking accelerated that process uh, to the max Um, but that's also probably good for, uh, for the market like for the industry behind it to rethink some things and um, I can like I have the high hope that we get like stronger out of it rather than weaker it's probably not next year probably next year is still pretty shitty uh, probably it takes uh, like a, a long long while until people are like safe to say man I fucking go to every show I don't care um, because until then maybe going to shows is more attractive, I don't know. I think like the live market suffered, like all people say the live market suffers so much from everything being digital and being like available so quickly, but I think it's other things, you know? I mean, like if, if if you look at like big bands that are happening online, they still they still sell out fucking shows, yeah. and if they take like a cool support on tour, those people will most likely sell out shows five years later.
3: Yeah, you
1: know, like it. It's not that the system doesn't work. There's just so many bands, <laughs> so little, and and so little venues, and so many shitty venues as yeah. well. So I, I think it's like there's so many, so many things uh, going into that. It's also a, a, it's, it's also money, obviously, because right. shows are getting more expensive because things are getting more expensive. Like every other like fucking bar that has like a punk band on a Wednesday evening, they need to fucking make money. And if they don't make money because the people won't come to their shows, they would rather increase their prices or do or, or not doing their shows. Both things that would like be where like like would people would hold off people from coming there. You right. know, right? That's 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 how I experience it. I mean, like fucking, like I'm not living in a big town, so prices here are pretty okay, but. Uh, there's, there's like a lot of places where like I fuck I'm like when when I go to that show on a Wednesday night it it costs me at least like 30 40 50 bucks which I can't afford every other fucking night right
0: right you
1: know what I'm saying like yeah, I I'm I'm pretty sense. sure that's like the huge problem of like going out and going to shows that's like a financial it's 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 like you know like like, like, what do I have to spend and what do I get? Like, I, I spend a lot of money and I probably see a shit show, you know?
0: So. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Mario, you, you can probably attest to that a little better. Um, as far as you know, because right before, I mean, we as Win by Two obviously uh, played the show at Red Dwarf Studio. Um, and, and, and Nick for Red Dwarf Studio is like one of them, like you know, real like local, local venues where, you know what I mean? It's like,
2: yeah, it's a rehearsal studio.
0: Right. Okay, cool. It's
2: a venue.
0: But yeah, so it's a rehearsal studio turned venue, but you guys, uh, Mario's in another project. He, uh, he actually plays guitar in the other project, the Crolian and, they had played a uh, voltage lounge. So I don't, I don't know if, if that kind of, you know, rings any bells or hits home for you. Like, does that make, you know, for you, Mario,
2: yeah, no, like um yeah, I mean that was that was probably the biggest show I've ever played. I mean, it was right right at the end of February, right before COVID. And it was just like, you know, it's amazing to think like two weeks later after playing the two hundred and fifty people, you know, you know, even with us with win by two, we had a show slightly after that. I think it was the second week of March, like right before COVID really hit in the US. I mean, we had our show almost cut in half because people were just, you know, even just the fear of going out, you know, being in, especially being indoors. I mean, it was supposed to be a six band bill and we ended up with, you know, three, three bands playing. I think maybe half the people that were supposed to originally attend. But like, yeah, before that, it was, you know, we were playing like the Volt Design's a pretty nice size venue for like, you know, local acts and mid-level touring bands. Um. Yeah. So it's it's.
0: it's but like crazy. What, what? So for like that voltage lounge now. Voltage lounge. How, how many people is that whole Mario? Kinda I like, mean, kind of like break it down. Kind of, kind of. down. I mean,
2: if it's, it's a pretty big headliner, it could hold like 500 people, maybe.
0: Okay. So about 500 people, and there was probably because there was no COVID then when you guys were playing. So, uh, what there was, I want to say what five or six bands that played there
2: I think so yeah and I think by the time we were on stage there there might have been about 200 250 people there uh it was pretty packed still
0: Yeah I'm I'm just trying to correlate you know what Nick was saying to to that show because that's like almost like a perfect example of you know things might being you know the the tickets might be $45 but are $50 but are you getting you know as a fan too, because, like we think it as, think of it as musicians, but you know you right. don't want want to put yourself in in the fan shoes you know are they getting what they're coming to pay for you know what I mean they're hard working paycheck all week they bust their ass for you know what you know and is the payoff you know was it there i guess do you yeah and
2: I feel like for that I mean it comes down to who's coming through the building too like as far as who like the tour package and like um, it's tough for a lot of the local bands because you know you see those big headlining acts and you want to get on those shows and then you know like you have to sell tickets that are you know 30 bucks a pop 50 bucks a pop and then and then on the flip side of that as a fan you know it's tough because you know you buy the, you buy the ticket to the show but you really only want to see the headliner like one of the headliners and then you know are you getting your money's worth by just showing up and missing all those locals and I mean, most people would say yeah because you know, on the surface level, they just want to see that band. They're not really you know there for your opening act. But I mean, I get. I mean, I guess it's like, I guess I would say that you know they get their money's worth in that case. But
3: yeah. yeah, I don't
1: know. I mean, it's a it's a hard thing to tell, right? I mean, uh, I think I think that what makes it 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 it's pretty important, probably to. Uh, and that was like an, an issue before COVID, especially that like like on live shows, like like every party involved has to see the other side, kind of, you know. Right. Like as right. as a promoter, you have to you have to like you have to keep up with the uh, with the view of the bands and the customers. As a band, you have to do the same thing with the promoter side, whose uh, whose money is on the line, probably. And uh, from the audience side. And the audience still also has to, like, in the de- decisions. I mean, the audience is like in the best position because uh, they pay for a service, kind of. Right. So they want to be entertained. You want to be, when you go to a show, you want to be entertained. You want to be with your friends. You don't want anything like, um, you don't want anyone to expect anything from you. But it's, I think also very healthy uh, as an audience member to just see, alright, there's a promoter who worked his ass off and uh, who needs to sell tickets. Um, if he owns the bar, he has to make enough money at the bar, so I probably just spend those five bucks I have, uh, not for like a pack of weed outside, but spend it on a beer or two inside, you know? Right. Right. But that sort of thing. I think... I think that what makes a community feeling you know?
3: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Uh, I I think and I think that's like that's that scene feeling, you know, you go to a show to support to have fun with your friends, to support your friends who are in bands or to support people just because they are in bands to support the promoters to do what you love doing and maybe you buy a record and that's fucking it. Um, I used to love that. I still get when people are like, no, man, I just don't, don't want to do it anymore because I have to pay for a, a fucking house, for a car, for kids.
0: You right, know? <laughs> okay. right. It's right. Growing harder. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, sure, man. I, it, I mean, you know, like I said, and, and now, too, you know, you hit on, it's like, you know, as the fan, you you don't want to be – you know required to do anything besides show up and have a good time you know what i mean and that's kind of like a uh almost like a double standard now with like live streaming and stuff like that because everyone's mm-hmm. like you know like come click on this link right now and watch us you know what i mean it's like dude i don't know it's it's a dicey situation and you know you being you know a, a PR agent booking agent you know i'm sure you probably kind of have better sense of like when and, and you said you don't think you know next year i mean at least for where i mean per, could you say just for where you're at or is this everywhere like uh shows coming I'm, I'm, back
1: i'm i'm really i'm really not entirely sure man i mean um, it's it's also like uh Dicey is a good word because uh, because honestly, honestly, I think my opinions and my uh, expectations change by the hour. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's uh, that's the awful thing about it. I mean, I keep being optimistic. Like I book shows for next year as well. I keep asking festivals for slots. Um, being well aware of that, it might not turn out the way I want it to be. Like, um, like from from where I'm at in Germany, Central Europe, I'm actually pretty sure that something's gonna happen by next year, um, despite what is happening with uh, with the COVID virus. Uh, just because uh, I think our um, economy wouldn't
0: it can't last live. yeah
1: yeah it's not it 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 just it just wouldn't survive it it's uh it's it's sad to say because I'm because like me personally I'm taking it very seriously and I'd rather and I, and and I I rather uh, go poor um than watch like friends and family suffer from a pandemic you know I'm Absolutely. I'm honest on honestly like like have being, being a punk rocker, having fun, and being on tour—it's probably the most one of the most important things in my life. But it's not the most important thing in the life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like I think that's like a thing you uh, you have to you have to see. Uh, nonetheless, uh, doesn't negate the fact that I don't believe that uh, the world is gonna keep up that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um so I'm optimistic that things are going to happen. I'm not entirely sure how. Like I I I could I could imagine that like open air festivals and that's like a thing Europe has a bunch of, you know, I mean at, at uh, I mean especially Germany is pretty well known I think for like huge open air festivals. Right. Um I I could imagine they come back um, I have the fear that club shows will be the ones that are really gonna get like super fucked for like, for sure. And yeah, for like at least another 12 months. I mean, after that, um, I'm pretty sure club shows will come back eventually, and then there will be like other people who like buy the,, uh, buy the houses, buy the venues, renew them, found new things that will probably uh, probably happen but before that we will have a huge crash in like those kind of like mid-range like you know dive bars right. mid-range clubs with capacities of like 300 people you know those kind of yeah. capacities
0: yeah.
1: um new coming bands desperately needs as well
0: yeah yeah, yeah i mean you you hit it on the, uh on the head with that man it's a, you know if you're a band, you know, in 2020, whether you're just starting or whether you've been a band for, you know, 15 years and, you know, you're on the local level um, or whatever level. I mean, the, the whole key really is just like you said in the beginning is just not giving up and not quitting. And that holds true and so much weight now more than ever. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, a cliche saying, but the strong will survive, you know? Um, yeah. That's the way I look at it, man. I, and and I'm with you too, dude. You can ask, you know, Mario again. I, I, the last eight, seven, eight months, however long this has been, I've just been nothing but optimistic, and you know, but even though yeah, so, our
2: uh, our predictions on this keep changing from show to show, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's 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 awesome or it's not awesome, but it's just funny. Um, yeah, but I I mean I I kind of see what you're saying, man. Um. Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be one crazy journey, you know. These next couple months, really, you know, um, you know, to see how everything, you know, turns out and, and and you know, plays out, and you know, who is still playing after this thing, and who's stuck together, and who's on to a solo project now. It's like, you know, I, I'm very curious to see what comes out of it, you know. Um, and like you were saying though, in the beginning, I do think a lot of good will come out of all this um yeah. that that I am very optimistic about because it gave a lot of people a lot of creative minds musicians artists you know what have you um it gave them a lot of time to to really like hone in on their craft so I do think you know in that aspect you will see a lot of you know very cool things coming up in the next couple months i mean you already see it now but i'm saying more you know as the months yeah. go by
1: yeah i'm pretty sure i think it's it's not like like even though I don't like to admit it, but it's probably not the unhealthiest thing for like a scene or a business or an industry to like like tiptoes into new areas. You know, I right. think it's I think I think it's it's a healthy thing. I mean, for uh, for the European market, it will be pretty exciting. Um, because uh, because I think European touring will be uh, will be happening pretty soon. Because um, uh, even though every country handles it differently, uh, a lot of people are were on holidays and shit as well. And I think European touring will be possible. But like the international things, and like um, I'm not sure I'm not sure if you know, but especially in punk rock, it's like um the big festivals sell out because of the american headliners yeah and uh if 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 it if it would happen that like next year touring is possible but just not like no pacific flights or whatever right so the american bands won't come over that will be an interesting thing i'm yeah. not entirely I'm not entirely sure in what situation like that will bring us Europeans like are we gonna like stick together and everyone be like super supportive towards the European shows right or will everyone be like, fuck this if I don't see pennywise or bad religion on that festival? I'm not going
2: potentially affect affect both markets,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: 100. Totally. I mean, like all, uh, like all Americans I know. Like, have you, but have you guys been to Europe ever? Or I've,
0: uh, I've never been. I, I always want to. Always wanted to. Yeah, because,
1: because, because, like, um, I think, like, I've never been in, uh, in America before, but only for uh, holiday reasons. Never, uh, like, touring or whatever. Um, but what I know from people I work with, or, or and from friends um, who are like who live in America and they tour Europe, they they want to do it all the time, man. Because yeah. uh, for I think I think for most it's also a fin- financial decision. As I said in the very beginning, uh, especially the German market or like like you know the surrounding like mid mid European countries, Germany, France. Switzerland, what have you? You know, I think it's a it's a financially strong music market, and yeah. I know a lot of people from uh, from Canada and from uh, from the states that are coming here to just make some pretty good money. You know,
0: dude, that's actually yeah, man. Um, over the last couple years, I mean, just from what I've noticed, I'm not sure if if you noticed anything different, Mario. Um, but. You know, a lot of bands, you know, obviously they would pay, you know, homage to the states and, and they would run through, you know, let's say 40 shows through the states. And then the rest of the year they'd be overseas. You know what I mean? Festival. Yeah.
3: Oh, you're
2: right, man. A lot of And a lot of the big festivals, too, I feel like really have shifted towards, you know, European festivals and like, you know, where years ago, you know even even i mean even like the summer you know reoccurring, you know traveling shows that we have here i mean they're kind of going by the wayside now i mean and if you think about it i mean all the all the major headliners are kind of going over to europe playing these big sometimes multi-genre festivals yeah um and it's it's really been a shift to like that european market
0: yeah yeah man that's uh i mean that that's a positive thing cuz it's like the one thing that we had over here was, I mean, I I think they have it over there in in the European market, but I could be wrong. But Van's Warped Tour, so we had that here, and now that's mm-hmm. like just it just ceases ceases to exist. You know, it's just like fold it and just not nothing anymore. And that that was the biggest thing in the summer. You know, you had all of these great pop punk, punk rock, rock, alternative, what have you, like. All of them, and, and dude, you had fifty acts. You know what I mean? On one in one show, you know, you couldn't really ask for anything more. Now that thing's just gone to the wayside, which is pretty bizarre. But yeah, man, I I don't know. You know, uh, I I i all I do know is if I ever had the chance to, and once COVID lifts and everything like that, yeah, the European market, you know, Win by Two is gonna have to explore however that looks. <laughs> You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, you should. You should, man. It's it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should we should stay connected for this, man. I would love to like uh, help you out with like a couple of shows or whatever. Um, it's 100%. just it's just fun. I mean, uh, I'm I mean, it's it's you know, the the only thing. Obviously, the only thing I'm used to because uh, because I've never toured like overseas. But the cool thing in Europe is, man, um, you don't have to be huge to be like to, to tour internationally right. just because you have like, uh, depending on where you live, but like basically anywhere in Europe, you have like other countries, like completely other countries, completely different cultures, right. like right next door. I mean, like fucking like, I, uh, I once was in holiday in, uh, in the United States. And I went from New York to Boston and then down south, uh, up to Tennessee, like, like to Tennessee mm-hmm. and to, uh, and then even further south to, uh, to New Orleans. And nice. uh, you know, that was, you know, that was pretty cool. But like, if you look at the map, like the, uh, like, like the distance I took, that, that's like, we could have done like, a, like a six week tour.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, you know, like fucking we we could we could have been in literally any European country by yeah. that time <laughs> playing yeah. shows. But that's like like it's it's sometimes it's crazy. You like as a European man, you tend to forget how fucking big the United States are and how fucking small all our countries are like geographically. But it's a cool thing, man. You can like Fucking, You can you can go to Europe and you can play Germany and Italy and France and fucking Finland, all yep. in the same fucking tour. Yep. Easy. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. And, and people go nuts for that shit, man. Like, you know, people, you know, in the European market, in like the Asian market, like, you know, people, you South know. Yeah. Big too. What's that?
2: The South American market's big, too.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also... Things A lot of people, I think, tend to forget that you can actually tour pretty good in like, uh, like friends of mine, they're from Australia, which is probably also a cool cool country to tour in. Uh, But they did like a pretty big tour with some fat rack band. I don't remember which. Uh, through like Puerto Rico and that sort of shit. Mm. I mean, like that's that, that's like countries I never think of right. that are probably cool for touring. Right. But they are, and like I I have a lot of friends in Brazil, and they're like it's probably not the entire country that, but there's really really cool places and really cool scenes yeah. in Brazil or in Mexico or whatever. And you have a huge fucking you. You guys are more like in the pop punk kind of business uh, and there's a huge scene for it in fucking Japan, man.
0: Yeah, man. Exactly. That That's what I meant when I, when I said Asian, like culture, like Japan, man. That's where a lot... there. There's a local band from around here. They're called uh, Man Overboard. And um, dude, as soon as they got their first taste of Japan, like every tour, Japan was on their stop. You know what I mean? They like blew up in Japan. <laughs> it's pretty fucking ridiculous
1: that's that's super cool that's my fucking dream man i mean like japan is like one of my it's it's my it's one of my bucket list countries to tour in man i fucking want to tour in japan
0: yeah all three of us yeah yeah man that's um yeah man hopefully we can get back to that point where it's like you know all right well you yeah. know it's October let's think we'll, we'll all save you know about nine months worth of money and you know we'll go hit Japan in the summertime hopefully we can get back to that spot man you know that yeah man
1: I, I I I wish but I I feel like we're getting there I mean it's not the end of the world where we're all not super old it yeah. should be fine
0: <laughs> you know what keeps me very optimistic um you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I know it's uh pretty probably pretty late over there, right? It's Probably what like two. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's yeah. it's uh it's almost uh, half past two at right. night.
0: So yeah. <laughs> we, we, we 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 can we can wrap up on this. Um, but what keeps me very optimistic is is watching. Now, granted, they are you know multi you know million billion dollar industries, but like sports and the way sports are doing things. You know, if if some of that, you know, uh, some of that was given or diverted over to the music industry, even if it was just for the, 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 you know, headlining big name bands at first, just to give it like a test run, you know, testing mm-hmm. at, you know, frequently testing and temperature checks here and, you know, masks and, and whatever have you like just to get back in and just to like punch, a, you know, for lack of better term, punch a hole through the ceiling. You know, and just get back doing it. You know what I mean? That's that what keeps be... keeps me optimistic because sports are doing really well right now. Like as far as the amount of cases that are popping up, and that's what everyone looks at is the cases. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see, man. That that that's you know one thing still that's keeping me optimistic, man, for sure. Yeah,
1: that's that's a good that's a good spirit, man. And that's yeah. uh, that's a pretty cool like closing on the topic i figure because uh i think i think like fucking it doesn't help if you're like fucking super sad about it all the time i mean we're all super sad we all had nicer things to do with our year than like to learn shit (laughs) right
0: Right. (laughs) but you know at at the end of the day like you know like we were saying you know it it gave everyone you know you know hopefully a chance to to take that step back and to reevaluate to what it is that they were doing you know what i mean so yeah man but um yeah man i nick i appreciate you coming on um bloodstrings heavy cross uh that's out now um where can everyone find you guys you all your websites i, I know it's in german so for the american audience you know where? Can, yeah,
1: where... the American audience should, should should probably check out my my Instagram, Nick on tour, Nick under uh, underline on tour, and uh, the Bloodstrings. Obviously, we're on Instagram, we're on Spotify. It's highly appreciated if you stream us on Spotify because that's like the number one big thing right now everywhere. Um, you can find us on Facebook, obviously as well, uh, YouTube. What have you, man? You you can al- you can always like uh, buy shit for uh, offers on uh, Bandcamp. That's also highly appreciated because nice. I think I, I I figure Bandcamp are like uh, the fucking saviors during COVID for yeah. a lot of DIY bands. Yeah, like so so that's like like Bandcamp deserves like all the props in 2020 for sure. Um, but yeah, and. Uh, yeah, man. If I if I may advertise, if you're a band and you don't know what to what to do with like your releases or whatever, just hit me up. Give me a text. I'm offering uh, very cheap marketing plans just to figure like out commu- figure out communication plans on what you can do. I have a big database of like uh, ways to get places. You know of like. Contacts or uh, media contacts or whatever, and I'm always happy to help bands on a fucking budget because I know the struggle to do everything just by yourself, and that's all.
0: <laughs> solid man, solid man. Well, that that will go uh, much appreciated. Obviously, um, you know, check them out, man. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good shit there. Very knowledgeable, and you know, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and thanks for
1: having me. Yeah.
0: Anytime, man. We'll definitely stay in touch. A hundred percent. Uh, Mario, you're a G for sticking it out for your, through your subtitles.
2: me in the uh, co-host chair,
0: not a problem. man. <laughs> you stuck it out with the subtitles, bro. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Did my best, man. We made it, th- we made it through.
0: Nick, Mario, <laughs> Another episode. I appreciate everyone, uh, joining another episode of in the paint. Um, I'll see you guys later.
2: All right, man. You guys have a good evening. Cheers.
0: Stay in touch. Peace, peace.
2: Cheers.